Welcome to The Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 133075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, July 14th show. I'm your host, Tina Mitchell. And co-host, Keelan Harvey. You're a local mortgage expert bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how they can affect your money. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at one 855 411 Again, that's one 855 400 1150 or online at the And the lineup for today's show, we have Trisha Tomlinson of Staging and Design Network to stage or not to stage. Love that when we're in such a hot market. Also in studio, Mark Jennings of Home and Equity Real Estate Group. He never stops moving for you. And last guest in studio, Gupa with Decoaching Overcoming Fear. Great guest in studio today, as always. For more information on any of our guests or to connect with them directly, uh, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or go online at themoneyhour.com. And as always, today Today, let's start out with a little money chat. Money. Money. We got our guests over here dancing to the money chat music. I love it. So for a little money chat today, we're going to talk about non-QM mortgages. After the most recent housing crisis, the Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act was signed into law in the summer of 2010 by President Obama. Along with other regulatory reform to integrate minimum standards for mortgages, including the ability to repay rule and qualified mortgage definition, these were later adopted by the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau, CFP. PB and put into action on January 10th, 2014. Now the new rule provides the new rule provided banks and mortgage lenders with certain liability protection when originating qualified mortgages or QM loans, which allows them to make home loans with less fear of buybacks, lawsuits, and financial loss. Now, as a result, some lenders have begun to originate what's now called non- QM loans, which, as the name implies, do not comply with the qualified mortgage rule. Now, the downside for lenders providing these loans is the lack of liability protection along with less liquid secondary market because other mortgages are sold in the secondary market, which allows them to be liquidable for new loans. Now, because of the new rules and securities associated with the non-QM lending banks, we'll probably keep them on their own books instead of selling them off to investors again on the secondary market. Now, now, the outside is that lenders can create a niche for themselves by offering loans many other lenders are choosing not to originate. Now, with the non-QM 
uh, loans not necessarily mean that there's high risk. A non-QM loan is inherently high risk, but or but not subprime loans. So it's simply that the loan doesn't fit within the complex rules associated with the QM. So let's go ahead and list a couple of these. First, we have interest-only loans. They're not QM territory. For an example, an interest-only loan or a type of mortgage that are not covered by the QM rule. To qualify for this loan, though, you usually requires to have a pretty high credit scare, score. And the interest rate, basically, the interest is you're only paying towards interest, not paying towards principal, um, which allows you to be flexible to invest those funds in other areas. Now, I want to talk about the comparison between before financial meltdown with the interest-only loans. For an interest-only loan before, you could do it no down payment. Now you need a down payment. Uh, challenged credit. Now you need a good credit score. And they also had the very short-term arms, interest-only arms, meaning that it would be interest-only for two years, then turn into an adjustable rate mortgage or the interest rate would increase in a full principal and interest. So it was a really high risk. So I want to give you the comparison of what it used to be and where it is now. Also, we have stated income is a future of a non-QM loan. This is a common feature that offers loan documentation type for many non-QM loans in stated income, whereas if you were QM, you have to actually verify the income that you make. Now you don't have to provide that information. But there are requirements for this where it wasn't before the financial meltdown. You have to have a down payment, higher credit scores. So again, there's some protection there that's different than what it used to be. Now, loans with debt-to-income ratios, DTIs above 45, 43% might be non-QM options as well at the moment. Loans backed by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and those insured by FHA, VA, and USADA are exempt from the 43 debt-to-income ratio uh, limit imposed by QM. In other words, many loans can still exceed the 43% DTI and the QM seal of approval. However, loans that are included in the jumbo realm, so it goes over a, a, a maximum limit of conventional conforming or high balance limits, uh, this is where the non-QM is going to come into play. Now, Again, a comparison before the financial meltdown, there was no limit to DTI at all, as you could do a no income, no asset, which they called a NINA loan. And then they add to it a NINA and no job loan, basically meaning you didn't even need to have a job. So the reason I'm bringing in before the financial meltdown and now, because that these non-QM loans are coming into play, it might make people a little bit nervous thinking, are we going back to where we were um, that caused the financial meltdown? And the answer to that, that I would say now, no, because they're doing the non-QM loans um, uh, with some caution and a little smarter in how they're coming up with these the qualifications. Now, the last one I want to mention is negative AM loans. These are not available back in the market now. This was a big issue that caused in the financial meltdown. NAGAM loan really allows a borrower to not only just pay a lower down payment than what the full principal and interest would be, but they're paying a negative to what it would actually be in just an interest-only loan. So they're going backwards every single month in their loan. I don't believe that the uh, uh, NAGAM loans are going to be coming back, but again, if they do... I feel that they're going to be lending to them a lot more responsible than they were beforehand. So I think what this really does is allow things to to open up for buyers. We're going to see a lot more non-QM loans coming, especially that we see more appreciation in properties. Um, obviously, the default is not as big of a risk because there's appreciation that's in that home. And that's kind of where this, uh, where this area becomes more open. And it's just going to allow more people to get into homes. That is your Money Chat for today. Coming up next in the Money Hour, Tricia Tomlinson of Staging and Design Network to stage or not to stage when the market is hot right here at 1150 a.m kknw after the short break
you recently purchased a home and are wondering how you can make it your home with a fresh new design on a budget? If so, we have the answer. Go visit the Design Center at Staging and Design Network. You'll have access to award-winning design services, new and used furnishings at up to 50% off retail, and membership is only $60 a year. They work with thousands of interior designers and professional home stagers. They also create model homes for high-end builders. Go online to staginganddesignnetwork.com, all spelled out, and become a wholesale member or visit their showroom in Kirkland. The address and directions are listed on their website. It's located in an industrial park where you would never expect. You'll consider Staging and Design Network a hidden treasure after your first visit. This is Trisha Tomlinson with Staging and Design Network. Our phone number is 425-272-4430. That's 425-272-4430. And you can find us online at www.staginganddesignnetwork.com, all spelled out. Are you a tech professional who wants to get your voice heard in meetings and events? Are you tired of being invisible or of people talking over you? Do you believe you have the talent to make more impact at work but don't know how or where to begin? Are you living on autopilot not knowing where your time has gone? Or do you want to make the best use of your time on this planet? To have a powerful voice in this world, you need to build up your communication skills and courage step by step. To live your life in a powerful way, you need to have crystal clear goals and work through problems along the way until you achieve those goals. D. Gupta of D. Coaching is an expert at unleashing your personal power and will coach you through a simple and easy to follow process that will build up your skills and courage. D. is passionate about firing people up to follow their dreams by walking them through her effective proprietary process of goal setting and follow through. This is D. from D. Coaching. To learn more about me, visit my website at speakpowerfullycoaching.com and follow the links to connect with me on social media. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts right here on 1150 AM, KKNW, the jo- Saturday, July 14th show. It's a great day to talk money, and that's what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, and have a better quality of life for yourself and your family. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on your show today. Please call the show at one 855 1150 Again, that's one 855 1150 or online at themoneyhour.com in studio right now. Back from popular demand, Trisha Tomlinson of Staging and Design Network. To stage or not to stage when the market is hot. Trisha, thank you so much coming for coming back into studio. It's great to see you. I'm excited to be here. And a little bit about Trisha. Trisha um, is the founder and CEO for Staging and Design Network, offering the first shared rental pool for home furnishings. This member-based network provides a way for stagers, realtors, build and interior designings to share a large variety of home furnishing with beautiful styles and a vary of price points. New stagers and real estate agents can rent from established stagers who 
receive rental and sales income. For those of you listening, it's also a treasure trove for those who love shopping for terrific buys and staging furnitures, both new and lightly used. Check out staginganddesignnetwork.com. And today we're going to talk with Trisha about to stage or not to stage. And I really like that title. It's got a little bit of a uh, buzz to it. Stage or not to stage when the market is hot. So thank you again for uh, Trisha for coming in. Trisha, so we all know that Seattle is one of the fastest growing real estate markets on the planet. So why bother with staging? You know, I love this question because I get asked it all the time. I, 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 when I think about staging, it's kind of like um, if you're going to sell your car, would you sell your car without detailing it first? Mm-hmm. And so I think the only time not to stage would be if you're expecting to sell your home site unseen then that would be a great time not to stage your home. But if you're planning to have people walk through your home and you're hoping to have multiple offers, um, that happens when people walk through and they get an emotional connection with the home. So uh, I think in any market, hot or cold, um, your best chance of getting multiple offers, uh, increasing the price point, um, you know, through those multiple offers um, only happens when you are staging a home. So, it, in, in fact, it's been proven that homes that are professionally staged sell for up to 18% more in about a third of the time of an unstaged home. So not wow. only do you get an increase in price, but you save that mortgage um, expense with the time on the market. Yeah, and having a shorter period of time, too, depending on what market we're in, actually um, can make a difference in those offers mm-hmm. because it's a shorter time sitting on the market. So love that. So staging's around, been around for, for many years. What has changed recently over the last few years in staging? So 20 years ago, when you staged a home, it was really just decluttering the home, rearranging the furniture. And today, people are picking up on the success that builders have had by staging model homes. So really, uh, it's more of a interior decorating where um, a professional stager will come in and remove all of the furnishings that kind of date a home and bring in all new furnishings and show the home really in its best light. You know, builders have been doing it for many years and they've been doing it because it works. Yeah. Trisha, let me ask you, what's included in staging? So uh, it's funny because stagers get calls from home buyers and realtors who say, how much does it cost to stage a home? And they expect it to not be very expensive. The challenge is there are several components to staging. It's one thing, it's fairly labor intensive. Um, you, you walk through the home, you do measurements, you look at um, the opportunities to showcase the home in its best light. And then you go back and you select home furnishings that are going to be rented to go into the home and you create a design on how the furniture is going to be arranged, how everything is going to be accessorized, the pictures that are going to be hung, the um, bedding that's going to be steam cleaned, all of that. And so there's then comes the installation. And then when the project is over, everything has to get packed up and returned back to um, wherever they got the furnishings. So there's a lot involved with um, staging. It, it's it, it, There's just a, a ton to it. So people should expect to spend one to two percent of the sales price when they're investing in home staging. And when you look at getting up to 18 percent return on your investment, it's well worth the money. Yeah. So you talked you talked a little bit about the you know the price there and and um, so when it comes to the costs associated to it, um, I, you would imagine it would be 
it'd be easy to see you work up the cost versus what statistics would show you're going to get a higher price and it pencils to be in your benefit to invest in staging. Mm -hmm. Correct? Yep. Yeah. So can you stage yourself or, I mean, what is the advantages to having a professional come in and, you know, use their eye on it? Well, typically stagers and interior designers have an eye for design, right? Um, if you, and, and there are people that have that skill set. And, and if that's the case, you know, sure, you can rent the inventory from the shared rental pool from the stagers who've chosen that inventory specifically for staging. So that, there's that option. But one of the things we find kind of funny is um, realtors or real estate agents will decide that they're going to do a DIY stage. They're going to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, the project turns out really wonderful, but it's a ton of work. Um, or it, it may not, it may turn out mediocre, but stagers are trained, same with interior designers, are trained on kind of the rules of home decor. So um, certainly anybody can stage if they've got access to the home furnishings and with the shared rental pool, that's a, a great tool for people. But uh, it is a lot of work and it's, it's well worth the money to outsource. Well, I, I would imagine, though, you have a huge pool of stuff you could choose from. So every home's a little bit different. So I'm sure your decor needs to be different as well instead of taking that same decor from one home to the next. So, Trisha, there's a lot of real estate agents that are actually doing staging uh, themselves. So are you seeing that um, a lot of that is happening or is it becoming more or less? Oh, more and more realtors are staging for uh-huh. sure, as long as they've got the tools um, and the home furnishings to work with. A lot of stagers own their own inventory, so, um, you know, they don't have that problem of not having furniture to access. Um, but there are professional staging schools out there. We mm-hmm. happen to be a staging school as well. So more and more realtors who feel that they've got a, um, a knack for design are getting certified to be be stagers and offering it as part of their service. Which makes a lot of sense because they're, I mean, they're already in that space anyways. And if they can get the education and, and they're, they're talking about price and getting the home ready. And with your company, it's just a perfect fit for mm-hmm. agents to be able to benefit. Cause I know agents that they're hauling their furniture around and they've got this little temporary spot and it's just, it's a big nightmare and a huge amount of work. Whereas if they can just delegate in that, release it to you to take care of their furniture, it's a really awesome um, uh, plan that you've came up with. And I just have to say here for a second before uh, uh, Keelan goes on to his question is, you know, I've known you since the beginning when you started this company. And I was just really, really impressed that you came up with this brilliant idea that nobody else had come up with. You built the software or had a team to do that. And just to see your company do so well and expand, I'm just so happy for you, uh, Trisha. And just again, thanks for being here to share this really unique service that you have to offer to people. Well, thank you. You know, you already know, Tina, that the program was really developed out of um, my own need, you yes. know, being an agent who staged mm-hmm. and uh, knowing that no one stager can have all of the right furnishings for every home. So why not share resources? Yes. And, and uh, regardless of all the mistakes that we make in our company, it, it's a big enough demand to overcome those mistakes and we yes. continue to grow. So. Love it. Well, Trish, I got to ask you. So I could imagine if I'm going to look at a home and you guys did an amazing job on staging it. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that want to keep that look, that furniture. What if I want to buy it? Yeah, so that's a new thing. In the past, um, 
uh, homeowners wanted the tags hidden. They didn't really want people to know that their home was staged. But everybody knows that if you walk into a home that's beautiful, it's probably been staged. Mm -hmm. So if you're walking through a home that's been staged by a stager in our network, those furnishings are all available for sale. So we're just now starting to send out tear sheets with uh, each home that's staged. So you can actually scan the QR code, take it home with you and decide if there's something that you want to buy. That is so awesome because it obviously has been thought out professionally why it's in that particular home. Exactly. I Plus love that. Plus you can that. see, uh, you know, the sofa in a home yes. rather than just online or going to a furniture yeah. store. You can see how it actually looks. Wow, I just and, see what this could turn into in the future. And you can scan the code on it, the QR code to figure out. On the tear sheets you can, yeah. So wow. we're leaving little catalogs in the homes, yeah. So That's awesome. neat. So where's all the furniture come from? Um, basically from stagers. They can source their inventory through us. We work with all of the same manufacturers that most of the furniture companies do uh, locally. So uh, they can source it through us or they may have um, sourced the inventory on their own and brought it into the rental pool. Neat. Tricia, how do I find a great stager? So you can give us a call. We, um, we're we happy to make referrals to stagers. Obviously, we work with about 316 stagers as wow. of last year um, and happy to make referrals. We get to know the different styles of the different stagers based on the inventory that they're renting. Uh, you can also probably Google stagers online for the most part anymore. It used to be difficult to find a stager, but it is no longer. So the difference between you have a stager, you have an interior designer, and stagers are interior designers in their own right, but not in this, maybe the same right as a true interior designer, right? So how do you, do you need an interior designer and a stager or? Uh, I think the easiest way to describe the difference between a stager and an interior designer, and many stagers are interior designers, but not all of them are. Um, Typically when you go to school, for interior design, you're learning uh, the code for architecture. You're learning all kinds of things that really yes. aren't relevant when it comes to interior decorating. So stagers are more interior decorators Got dealing it. with f- home furnishings and decor. Interior designers can work with architects on moving walls, on electrical, all kinds of different things that are much broader. Yeah, makes total sense. So let's say that I want to become a stager. How do I get certified or what's that process? Lots of options out there, but we are um, a staging school. You can go to our website and there are uh, free webinars that you can sign up with, but you can also attend either our professional staging courses, color certification courses, advanced uh, staging courses, and they're hosted by Joanne Lennart Weary, who we fly in to teach the courses. Uh, We also offer continuing education credits for realtors who want to become certified stagers. Yeah, love it. Trisha, thank you so much for coming back in studio. It's always a pleasure to see you. Thank you, Tina. And coming up next on the Money Hour, he never stops moving for you. Mark Jennings of Home and Equity Real Estate Group right here on 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. Are you a tech professional who wants to get your voice heard in meetings and events? Are you tired of being invisible or of people talking over you? Do you believe you have the talent to make more impact at work but don't know how or where to begin? Are you living on autopilot not knowing where your time has gone? Or do you want to make the best use of your time on this planet? To have a powerful voice in this world, you need to build up your communication skills and courage step by step. 
To live your life in a powerful way, you need to have crystal clear goals and work through problems along the way until you achieve those goals. Dee Gupta of Dee Coaching is an expert at unleashing your personal power and will coach you through a simple and easy to follow process that will build up your skills and courage. Dee is passionate about firing people up to follow their dreams by walking them through her effective proprietary process of goal setting and follow through. This is Dee from Dee Coaching. To learn more about me, visit my website at speakpowerfullycoaching.com and follow the links to connect with me on social media. Have you recently purchased a home and are wondering how you can make it your home with a fresh new design on a budget? If so, we have the answer. Go visit the Design Center at Staging and Design Network. You'll have access to award-winning design services, new and used furnishings at up to 50% off retail, and membership is only $60 a year. They work with thousands of interior designers and professional home stagers. They also create model homes for high-end builders. Go online to staginganddesignnetwork.com, all spelled out, and become a wholesale member or visit their showroom in Kirkland. The address and directions are listed on their website. It's located in an industrial park where you would never expect. You'll consider Staging and Design Network a hidden treasure after your first visit. This is Trisha Tomlinson with Staging and Design Network. Our phone number is 425-272-4430. That's 425-272-4430. And you can find us online at www.staginganddesignnetwork.com. All spelled out. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. And co-host Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts right here at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, July 14th show. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the amazing guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-400-1150. Again, that's one 855 Four hundred eleven fifty, or online at themoneyhour.com. In studio right now, we have Mark Jennings of Home and Equity Real Estate Group. He never stops moving for you. Mark, thank you so much for coming into studio. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. And a little bit about Mark. Uh, 23 years veteran that has been a full-time broker since 1995. I'm 1995. What month, Mark? Uh, April. Uh, May, May of May. 1990. So you're, oh, you're gotcha. a month ahead of me. Dang it. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I, I always say rocking over two decades. Right. So, That's yeah. Perfect. So anyways, 1995, he's been in the industry here in the Seattle and Eastside area, working with buyers, sellers, relocation, luxury, and first-time buyers. Outgoing, volunteering with kids and elderly, love to cook, wine tasting, golf, and daily workouts, and occasionally drive his classic 1956 Chevy. Very exciting. So Great, great topic um, to talk about, which is real estate and our, our tag here for Mark. He never stops moving for you. Well, Mark, uh, what separates you from other brokers besides the giant stack of books that you brought in that you wrote? We don't see that very often. <laughs> but what separates you from other brokers? Well, I think uh, being in the business full time for that many years um, uh, sets me apart a little bit. Um, there's so many new agents that get in the business. And then also trying to keep up on current market trends with the real estate industry because it affects how you're going to sell and it also affects how you're going to buy. Mm -hmm. So it's important to keep, keep up with that. 
So if it announced in your, your bio, you've been doing this for over two decades, 23 years. Um, I would imagine just uh, that just gives you so much experience, Mark, in, in what you can bring to your buyers and sellers, yes? Yeah, absolutely. And I've worked with banks also doing the BPOs for them, which is a broker price opinion for when it was in that era when we were ha- having a lot of foreclosures and short sales and whatnot. So they approached me, and so I got that aspect of the of the business. And so it allows you to have a bigger focus on what's going on in the, in the industry. Yeah, and that's one of the benefits of being in it for such a long period of time is you've been through every single market. I mean, I can't think of another market that we can have, this one unique being such a low inventory that we had for such a long period of time. So just a, a huge benefit, yeah, absolutely. Um, Mark. So, Mark, who do you like working with? Who are your preferred clients? Um, you know, when I started out in 95, um, my passion was first-time home buyers. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of people, there's just so much that they, that they don't know. And so educating those folks on, on the process and all the different aspects of buying a home, it, and it's, it can be pretty daunting. Mm-hmm. And so to hold their hand, basically, and show them the, the process, and then also to guide them is to what is a deal and what is not a good deal and what pitfalls to stay away from and whatnot. But overall, it's, uh, I got, you know, relocation. I love waterfront homes in terms of, I love the water. So, Me um, too. yeah, so, <laughs> um, but, uh, and relocations, like I said, and uh, so pretty much, pretty much anybody. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. What about your preferred area um, for, for service? I've been service? as far down as Lacey and I've been as far north as Mount Vernon um, okay. concrete, but my, Main focus is the east side in Seattle, yeah. mostly Redmond, Kirkland, Bellevue. But um, when I get a referral, it doesn't matter where it's at. It's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. So you travel quite a bit around and uh, no far is too far, it sounds like. Correct, yeah. Oh, I like that. No far is too far. I don't even far know if that made sense, far. actually. It does. I'm going to coin that on my business card. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> no I love far it. is too far. I don't know. <laughs> no <laughs> far, too far. <laughs> no, far, no far is not too far. Yeah. Right. There we go. No far is not too far. It just, it just kind of came out. <laughs> right, man. You can have that. You can have I'm that, gonna, Mark. I'm going to it. That's awesome. So, Mark, do you have a list of client testimonials you share with potential clients? Yeah. You can you can find them on um, on my Redfin on just Google my name on Redfin or um, uh, Zillow Zillow so they've got a list of published uh, quite a few actually on there so yeah it's a good good place to go and check them out. And I think it's it's really really important as for any buyers and sellers that are listening to show, to the show today to do exactly that and Google for reviews for your real estate um, expert because I tell you it's like anything else that we purchase we look at reviews or any other service. And when you're thinking going to a restaurant, you're looking at the reviews of the restaurant. I mean, we've actually been in the car texting back and forth with our daughter. And she's like, no, nah, I just looked at the reviews. We're not going there. We're turning We're going to go somewhere else. Right. So uh, why would you not do it for picking out a real estate, a real estate expert? So Mark, how do you uh, work with sellers? Um, basically it's all about um, finding out what their goal is um, mm-hmm. in terms. And, and, and that's the same thing with buyers as well. But um, sellers, I basically will build a, a standalone website for their home, um, which very few people do. Um, and basically, mm-hmm. I'll market that to 40 to 45 of the top search engines, real estate search engines. And then that spiders out to dozens of others. Yeah. And I've literally had calls from China, Dubai, India on, um, from buyers looking at the home because you can, I can put as many um, pictures and description as opposed to being on the MLS, you're very limited to pictures um, and description. 
So I've had calls from all over the world. Yeah, and that's, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that because that's the expertise of knowing how to properly market a property. And in our area, we have such a massive amount of people from out of the country that are purchasing. They're not even looking at the home, but they're finding it on the site and it's getting listed and marketed a, uh, correctly to where it's attracting that. So um, that's a huge benefit. Yeah. yeah, that's slick, Mark. Nice work. I mean, I don't hear that one very often. So uh, what about the buyer side? What did, what uh, buyer side again is is really listening and not talking. Like really listening. That's <laughs> yeah. why we got two ears, right? Yeah. We, we listen uh, to what their needs are and mm-hmm. really nail nail down what 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 they have to have in a home and what they would like to have in a home. Yeah. And then just guiding them through that process. And then once once we find a house for them, again I'll build another website for their house and I'll send it out to all their friends and relatives and family so they can see exactly what they bought. And then I throw a housewarming party for them that for twenty to twenty five, and I pay for all the beverages, food, and everything. That's cool. And, get them, get, and then also get their, their nice neighbors guy, Mark. get their neighbors involved, uh-huh. too. So it's a housewarming party for their neighbors, so they get to meet their neighbors. And, yeah. you know. Oh, that's a, that's brilliant. And, you know, yeah, that's really great because when you move into a new area, how long does it take sometimes to actually get to meet your neighbors? But if there's a yeah. party that has been put on by somebody else to coordinate, I love that. Yeah, it's a lot And of I just have to say, I'm sitting here, you know, Keelan mentioned it when we first started out, but sometimes our guests bring us our, our gifts, and we had four gifts from you. I got four books here, How to Sell Your Home Fast for Top Dollar, uh, Selling the Unsellable, home uh the uh best selling options in a divorce and home improvements that improve value my gosh four gosh darn books mark and i know <laughs> that you've got more that are coming out talk a little bit about these uh those are just informational books for for people that don't really know what the market is or yeah. know how to really navigate through things and so like i said i've got quite a few more coming out and i just give those away for free i mean it's yeah. just like you can you can give me a call and I can send one out to you. Or we meet or you know whatever, but it's just it's just for more educational purposes for them. And, and really, what this does, Mark, is it really shows your expertise because um, uh, very few real estate agents have even one book, and it's just because it takes a lot and a lot of effort and a lot of time to put into it. It really shows your expertise and your commitment to doing everything at the highest level. So um, it's awesome. So, Mark, in, uh, we're seeing some more inventory on the market, so I've heard. Um, is this helping your buyers? Yeah, there's there's been a lot of really frustrated buyers out there. I mean, I've literally worked with buyers for up to four to six to eight months. Um, so a lot of them are kind of they're kind of coming back into the game now. Um, you know, you're, we're seeing a lot less uh, review on a certain date, and we're also seeing a little bit more price reductions in this market right now. There's been... Just in May, there was over 14,000-plus new homes that came on the market. Um, so the, the inventory is rising, and so the buyers are kind of coming back into the into the game. Yeah, in May, I, th- I think it was 37-point-something percent year-over-year. Year. So May of last year were 37-percent-plus. Right. In, and then I know June, the numbers were even higher. I think it was a, a 25% or something, give or take, over what it was for last month. So what do you what do you think is the is the reason that now we're starting to see a little bit more inventory? Um, gosh, I, I think there's probably going to be a lot of contributing factors to that. But uh-huh. um, I think uh, people are just seeing that their neighbors are, are selling their house for X amount. And so, th- and there's more houses coming on the market in certain neighborhoods. Just in my neighborhood alone, there's four houses that yeah. uh, six months ago there was there wasn't any. Yeah. And so they're seeing the prices of what 
uh, their neighbors are getting. And so um, I think that's a big big part of it as well. Yeah. And it's, and it's a good, it's good news. Somebody might, you know, be listening and think, well, gosh, are, are we going to, have we hit our top of the market and, you know, property's going to start, value's going to go down and who knows, nobody has a crystal ball. And I'm surely not can say that I'm the expert that's going to figure it out. But my answer would be absolutely not. We've got so much room and there's so much activity and it's a whole nother show on that conversation. It's just nice that we're getting back to a little more of a normal mm-hmm. market. We're still far from a normal, sure. but we're getting back a little bit more because this is just been hard and Crazy devastating ride. for so many Correct, um, yeah. people. So it's great news for yeah. all of us. So what's the best advice? Let's say I'm a buyer listening right now. Uh, what's the best advice that you could give them? Um, get educated on the market and, mm-hmm. and find out, you know, the, the biggest thing is find out where you want to be first, what your price range, get pre-approved by you guys mm-hmm. and really find out, you know, what, what you're looking for in a home, mm-hmm. you know, what your price range is, what, uh, you know, area that you want to be in, what your, um, you know, number of bedrooms, things like that. And then also schools are really important. If you're, if you've got kids, um, do your homework and find out what the school ratings are. That's a real biggie. Yeah. It seems like a lot of times people jump the gun on making a decision when they don't even have the information to even start making a decision yet. When, when they come to us and getting the numbers and inventory, what kind of home where you're going to be. Right. So I think that's great advice. I think the other thing too, obviously is, is like, I've got, People that won't even know the area. Yeah. And so I go, listen, go out and drive that first thing in the morning and go yeah. drive it in the afternoon for the traffic. Yeah. So. Yeah. Great advice. And preparation and everything is always the best, you know, the best thing to do. What about the best advice that you could give to any of our sellers that are listening to the show today? Um, again, just get really good advice from whoever you're working with. Um, you know, find out what your house needs before you put it on the market. Obviously, find out um, the things that are going to make it sell and, and get it staged, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great great advice. Well, I know you guys know each other, so you um, do some things together, obviously. So it was great. It's great to see some of our guests uh, come in and, and connect and already know each other. So, Mark, thank you so much for coming in and spending time with us in, in studio, and I appreciate the books. And, you know, if you're listening and uh, calling to the show, we'll definitely get you connected uh, with Mark, and he's obviously a wealth of information, and he's got it all in writing, so it's there for you. <laughs> So thanks, Mark. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. So coming up next on the mini hour, D. Koopa with D. Coaching, Overcoming Fear, right here at 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. recently purchased a home and are wondering how you can make it your home with a fresh new design on a budget? If so, we have the answer. Go visit the Design Center at Staging and Design Network. You'll have access to award-winning design services, new and used furnishings at up to 50% off retail, and membership is only $60 a year. They work with thousands of interior designers and professional home stagers. They also create model homes for high-end builders. Go online to staginganddesignnetwork.com, all spelled out, and become a wholesale member or visit their showroom in Kirkland. The address and directions are listed on their website. It's located in an industrial park where you would never expect. You'll consider Staging and Design Network a hidden treasure after your first visit. This is Trisha Tomlinson with Staging and Design Network. Our phone number is 425-272-4430. That's 425-272-4430. And you can find us online at www.staginganddesignnetwork.com, all spelled out. 
Are you a tech professional who wants to get your voice heard in meetings and events? Are you tired of being invisible or of people talking over you? Do you believe you have the talent to make more impact at work but don't know how or where to begin? Are you living on autopilot not knowing where your time has gone? Or do you want to make the best use of your time on this planet? To have a powerful voice in this world, you need to build up your communication skills and courage step by step. To live your life in a powerful way, you need to have crystal clear goals and work through problems along the way until you achieve those goals. Dee Gupta of Dee Coaching is an expert at unleashing your personal power and will coach you through a simple and easy to follow process that will build up your skills and courage. Dee is passionate about firing people up to follow their dreams by walking them through her effective proprietary process of goal setting and follow through. This is Dee from Dee Coaching. To learn more about me, visit my website at speakpowerfullycoaching.com and follow the links to connect with me on social media. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host, (laughs) Tina Mitchell. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. You're a local mortgage experts right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, July 14th show. We bring into the studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything money. We're here to help you in today's economy. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's one 855 41150 or online at com, And in studio right now, we have Dee Gupta with Dee Coaching talking about overcoming fear. Dee, thank you so much for coming back in studio. It's great to see you again. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. And a little bit about Dee. Dee, as a kid, was extremely shy and introverted. She had a difficult time talking to people and didn't feel that she made an impression. So she was convinced that she had to go after success, that she studied software engineering and went in to have a successful career at Microsoft and similar companies for over 13 years. But as Dee became more aware of herself, it didn't feel authentic anymore. It took her a while, but eventually through a lot of seminars, workshops, videos, self-introspection and journaling, she overcame some of her major limitations and false beliefs. Her biggest struggle ended up being her greatest gains. Dee now coaches others to live authentically and powerfully. And you know, I just, I really love your bio, Dee, because I'm um, a real believer in you really find your true, where you're supposed to be in your employment, when you find out who you truly are as a person, and you have gone through that process. So I just love how you're helping others, and you've been through their struggles. And that's the people that you can really help when you've been there before. So thank you. We're excited to talk with you. And we're going to talk about overcoming fear. And I think anybody that's listening to the show right now could probably have some sense of fear about something. (laughs) Dee, tell us what you do. I'm excited about this. So I'm a personal growth coach. What I do is I work with the psychology of achieving goals. I help you understand what blocks you and um, what your fear are in achieving goals. So what happens quite often is we set goals for ourselves 
and we decide that we're going to do it. We're very enthusiastic. We go in and somewhere along the way we give up on them and we were not able to follow through. Mm -hmm. And then that's when it starts the self-labeling. I am not um, I do not have willpower. Mm -hmm. I am not I do not have self-control. I am um, not a finisher. I am not um, disciplined. I am a procrastinator. All kinds of things that we stories that we put on ourselves yeah. and then we just stop setting goals. What we don't quite often understand is these are stories that we create for ourselves because mm -hmm. we don't have the tools available to help us go through the fear that is blocking us because it is not procrastination. Procrastination is just a symptom of fear. Yes. Um, all of the things that we do that stop us from achieving that goal usually are fear. Maybe we get bored along the way and that is um, that is a very valid reason. But for the most part, it is fear that blocks us. And uh, the first step is to understand that. And then the second step is to overcome that. Yeah. So I help with that process to overcome that, those fears and those blocks along the way. Well, I love that. And I love how you say self-labeling because that's really what people do. And But like anything else that you want to become the best or an expert in, you need to have a coach to help you get there or a mentor. And I would imagine anybody listening would want to get to be their best self, right? Right, absolutely. Yeah, so your topic, fear, what made you think of that today? Is that like your biggest thing that you have people come to you is, is overcoming the fear? Right. Um, so what I help people do is achieve their goals. And uh, the way I help people achieve their goals is by helping them overcome fear, because that is what causes the blocks um, yes. in their journey to achieving their goals. So Dee, tell us a little about your story. Um, so I was born in India. Um, my dad was a really cool person. Um, he saw this ad in the newspaper in India for a job for a teacher in Africa, in Kenya. And he applied for it. He got through. And he decided to take his entire family, along with a six-month-old baby, that was me, to Kenya to move wow. to Africa. Like, And he had no idea. He, had, he knew nobody there, knew nobody that had gone there. And he just decided to go. I think that's where I got my travel bug from. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, yeah, so I grew up in Kenya. And then the first part of my life there, and then the second part of my um, life in Botswana, and I completed my high school there. I went to India. I did my engineering from IIT Delhi. And I worked there for a while. I came here and I did, um, like Tina mentioned, mm -hmm. I studied it. I worked at Microsoft for about 10 years off and on. And uh, I decided that this was not right for me. And I knew that it was not right for me maybe two years into my job at Microsoft. I started feeling miserable, but then I kept trying to switch different roles, different teams. I tried a different company as well, which was a smaller company, thinking that I would be a smaller fish in a smaller, bigger fish in a smaller pond. Mm -hmm. I tried all kinds of things and I realized that software was not right for me. And what I really enjoyed doing was helping people through their problems. So I decided to leave Microsoft and start coaching. Yeah. So Dee, what are some ways fear sneaks up on you and how do you watch out for those nasty fears? Um, thank you for asking. I love this question. Um, so the key to everything that we do is fear um, for the most part, for the most. Um, so it is so insidious and it is so pervasive that we don't even notice it and we just accept it and we accept it in ourselves we accept it in everyone and we work around it because we just know that it is normal 
Um, and it is normal. It's uh, just that once we start to observe it, we can start to fix it so that yes. we're not um, there anymore. I used to call this insecurity. I've been observing this forever, and I used to call this insecurity. And what I realized um, is that insecurity is just the fear of not being good enough. Yeah. So um, how? what are some ways in which people um, exhibit fear? For example, simple little things. When we are talking, when we're having a conversation, if you hear yourself and what you're saying, many times you'll hear, you'll and not always, but many times you'll hear yourself trying to show that you are good, trying to prove that you are good by saying, oh, I did this cool thing today. So oh. there is a difference. There, there is something about being happy and being proud about what you have achieved. And that's great. Right. And there is a fine line between that and trying to seek validation and trying to say things because you want that approval or you want that compliment coming in. So this is these are the subtle ways in which we do it. And then, of course, there are bigger ways in which people cut off cut I mean if somebody cuts you off in the while you're driving on the mm. road that's because they're trying to prove that they're bigger and better and flashier and all that yeah. mm. because they're afraid that they don't have what it takes so I used to get annoyed when people cut me off now I just feel sorry for them a little yeah. bit and I yeah. just feel I well I feel um that I understand your fear and um, hopefully you'll get over it at some point. So that is. Well, you know, and Dee and I talk about that in my fear that exact or that in, in my book, I talk about that exact example is that yeah. I feel I feel sorry for people when they cut me off because right. I know that there's something really that's going on with them in their own personal space. Right. That I, I didn't do anything um, wrong. So I, I love that. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's survival. It's our instincts, right? Fight or flight. And it's interesting to see how that's a dynamic and maybe so subtle that you don't even realize it's going into play. So that's really interesting, Dee. So when we feel that fear, what what do we do? Um, So there are many ways to handle this. The most important thing to do is to understand it. And here is how um, and why we have fear in the first place. Our minds are a bodyguard. So picture a bodyguard. What is the responsibility of a bodyguard? It is to keep you safe. Mm -hmm. Is the bodyguard there to keep you happy? Is he there to make you find love or make you have like help you make money? No. The job of the bodyguard is simply to keep you safe. So once you understand that, Every time you feel that fear, you can say, mind, I see you. I understand that you're trying to keep me safe. I don't need your help. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And, nice. um, yeah, so the, the, the way to do that is um, get yourself to a place where you feel good and you feel mm-hmm. confident, and that's how you're going to be able to... Um, Tell the mind, bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, you can build those. People talk about negative triggers. I talk about positive triggers because there are both. So you can build those positive triggers that you can reflect back to when you're getting that, um, that fear is coming in to protect you and you don't need them at that time. Just as you say, right. you've got somewhere that you can reflect back to and go, well, this is why I shouldn't be fearful in this moment because I've already accomplished this I've done right. this I can I can get over this right right exactly so what other techniques do you help with your uh, clients when they're not feeling good they're feeling stressed out or they're afraid or insecure um, so okay so for I'll give I'll start off with an example when okay. I love writing articles but every single time I sit down to write an article I'm afraid <laughs> and I get this and how I know it is because I get an instant hunger pang I want to go to the fridge and I want to eat uh-huh. <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> so um, 
So what do we do when we do that? So um, fear is basically, um, fear happen, when fear happens, then um, there is a stress hormone called cortisol that goes up and the confidence hormone testosterone, even in women, goes down. So what we want to do is find ways to increase our testosterone level and decrease our cortisol levels. So there are a bunch of tools that we have and everyone um, can find their own, sit down and list the tools that work for them and work for them in different situations, play with it, experiment with it and figure those out. And consciously, every time you're feeling fear, pick out one of those tools and do it. So, so for give an example of a tool. Right. So um, listening to music is a yeah. great tool. It really mm-hmm. turns people, or, like so many, it turns me around instantly. Dancing. So what dancing mm-hmm. does is, you, you don't need to do it in public. You can do it in, in your um, space, your own private space. But it expands you. It makes you expand. You stretch out your arms. You make yourself bigger. You take up more space. And that increases um, testosterone and decreases cortisol. It's the same with, you can Google power position so you can take up some power positions like the superwoman position that Amy yeah. Cuddy talked about. And there are many positions like that that you can take. Or um, you can volunteer, listen to motivational videos, mm-hmm. do something to help someone else. And that will make you feel so good so quickly. It's unbelievable. Um, cook something. Visit with a positive friend or upbeat friend. There are yeah. many ways that you can um, work through that. Well, anybody that's listening, you can go back and listen. Think about that time where you were really depressed or really stressed about something and you were driving and then your a song came on that you danced to your first slow dance in the seventh grade and instantly you were out of that moment. So everybody can remember that moment where a song has came on, where they were at their lowest and now for this few four minutes, you're completely not. That's exactly what Dia is talking about. You can get to that space all the time. And I've got goosebumps all over me, Dee, just from having this conversation with you because it's so powerful what you do and you're making such an impact in people's lives. And I just, I love it. Okay, Dee. So I've had a super stressful day. I come home. How do I stop myself from eating a gallon of ice cream? (laughs) (laughs) Love that, Keelan. (laughs) Um, so uh, one of the ways that I have used, and this might not be for everyone, but I have done a three-day fast, and that has helped me break, uh, just a water fast, and that has helped me break this um, cycle of eating when I'm um, stressed. And the next thing that I'm working on is I'm going to start a 26-day water fast in about two days, uh, in about two weeks. So that will for sure um, break the cycle. So um, the next best way I would say is intermittent fasting. So what I used to do is eat till 5 p.m. and then don't eat anything until 7 a.m. the next day. Mm. It's doable. It's not too much. It's not too much of a um, thing. You, you, you may feel hunger at night, but those are usually stress hunger because you're not really hungry. Your body does not need food um, just for 14 hours. So that is a good way to do it. And then the um, other way is just observe. Every time you feel hungry, think, am I stressed about something? Yeah. And if I am, just break that cycle. So we got one minute and to wrap this up. I had so much more I wanted to talk with you about, Dee, but I want to end it with this this question because you already mentioned that fear is good. It's there for a reason. We need to have the balance in the universe. And so there's all these different things that we must have. Give an example of where fear is useful to us. 
Um, yeah, fear is useful in many situations. There are so many scam artists out there, <laughs> so yeah. it helps uh, it keep, keep us safe so we can um, go through things, uh, figure out if this is right for us or not right for us, and make a decision, a sane decision. So fear is the trigger for um, putting in that work to identify whether this person is a scammer or not. So fear does have its place. It's just that most of the time, many of the times, it's just um, trying to keep us safe too much when it's not needed. Love it. Dee, thank you so much for joining us back in studio. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And this is your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. And co-host, Keelan Harvey. We're signing off for the day. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday, the rest of your weekend. We'll be here right back here, same place, same time, 1150 AM KKNW. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 133075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC.